ah, the power. I was able to trim out some of those promos so that we could get quickly on to Book Talk. So take it away, Jenny and Nolan, whichever one of you. Grab it here. Hopefully you guys. Hello, everybody. Hello. It's uh, a glorious Tuesday. Nolan Crab with you. And it's book talk. It's my favorite hour of the week. And I mean that seriously. I look forward to this all week. It's kind of the. I, I think, okay, can I use that book on book talk next week? Yeah, I think I can do that. And uh, so it really does take a, a far larger chunk out of my life than, uh, than you might think. So it's good to be with you. It's always good to be here, and gosh, what this is number news track now is it nine or ten that we've done now? I think this is the tenth. Wow, hard number, to believe. Yeah, not mistaken. It's nine, amazing. I think it's, nine. It's, I think isn't it? We'll be at one thousand before you know it, man. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to do tonight. Um, this afternoon, whatever it is, where you are. First of all, those of you who listen via podcast, thank you for downloading it and for subscribing. We would be grateful if you would uh, tell others about the fact that the podcast exists, and uh, let's get those numbers up on that as well. I think that's how a lot of folks are going to listen to us who may not turn, tune into the live program um, for a variety of reasons, time shifting and, frankly, the ability to speed us up. I'm sure I sound better at 2x than I do uh, normally, so I certainly would in my own world. So. We appreciate the fact that you download the podcast, and please remember that our book talk list is available to you to subscribe to. You get a list of the books we discussed after the show is over a day or so later. That's super handy because it leaves you from all that anxiety of, oh, my gosh, I have to hurry and write down this book title and that, that author so that I don't forget it. This way you simply can cruise through the podcast or the, the program when it's live and then download the or get the list of books and go off and go on your own quest for, for book excellence. And that's what we hope to help you do. One so, thing yeah. I will say about the list is that if you have books that don't have a DB number, it's because there isn't one and they were from another source, and I did not write down the original source, but it's not available on board. Mm-hmm. We have, for the last two weeks, been encouraging people to read a, a book. Uh, some folks call it the the uh, Buddy Read, which is a great name for it. Some folks refer to it as the the Big Read, which is it means that that everybody who connects to us one way or another is involved in reading the book and therefore has that in common. Uh, some libraries refer to those as the Big Read, quote unquote. I'm fine with the whole Buddy Read concept and. Uh, it would be fun if we could uh, generate some discussion about the books between the time that we assign them or call them out and the time, pick them rather, and the time that we do the, the actual discussion. Two weeks ago, I recommended a book entitled The Wrecking Crew. Let me find it. I'm in, there it is. The Wrecking Crew, the inside story of rock and roll's best kept secrets. I had wanted to read this for years. It's been on my hard drive forever, and um, it, it, I just I knew I needed to, to finally have a reason to move it to the top, and this actually provided that reason for me. The book is by Kent Hartman. If you haven't read it yet, it's okay. We'd still love for you to stay listening and, and then go ahead and download this after you're, we're done here. If you're eligible to download books from the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, you're going to look for DB74698. 
Once again, DB74698. Um, I don't know if, that I want to be the one who goes first. Did, how about some of our listeners? Did any of you read this book along with us these past two weeks? And if so, what was your experience with it, generally speaking? Any volunteers to speak up? <laughs> Hi, Nolan. It's Natalie. Oh, hey. How are you? I am doing wonderful now. This is so good to hear <laughs> yeah. from you. So good to hear from you. Yeah, I... Um, I, I've heard about that and I think I'd lo- I want to order it this week. Yes, you'll um, love it. You'll love it. I promise. DB6. Let me give it to you one more. Sorry. 74698. No problem. And you will love it because you have such a lovely knowledge of the music and the time. I know that because, uh, you were one of the highlights of my days here on the legend when I would do re- requests and, and I, oh, I, I missed that show. I've I never forgotten you. And I'm so grateful you're here. So, yeah, you, you will love yeah. this book just because of your immense knowledge that, that you have of the, the music. So, again, DB7 Oh, yeah, I read others lately, like Chapel of Love. Mm-hmm. I read that. Oh, good. Well, did and, you like it? Uh, yes, and I'm don't, not going to be a spoiler if anyone is <laughs> interested. I, I'm going to say that the Dixie Cup manager... Joe Jones, he talks too much. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, some of us are old enough to have caught that uh, that line. Thank you. That's brilliant. So, yeah. I again, like that. That was perfect. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to let you back all at right. it now. Thank you. Thank you. So, once again, it's DB74698, if you can order this, if you haven't yet read it. Are there any of our listeners who have read it and want to talk about it? Otherwise, we'll just monopolize this. This is Gil from St. Louis. Excellent. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Um, I went ahead and and reread the book Uh, Mm -hmm. again. I'd read it, oh, I I guess it was 2012, 2010, or 2012. I don't know, somewhere around there. But um, I reread it this last week. And I learned more uh, this time uh, since my first reading. Uh, I had been on Facebook and been on a Facebook page called The Wrecking Crew and uh, had learned even more about The Wrecking Crew from, from that Facebook page. And mm. So uh, it, this read of the, the book, The Wrecking Crew, uh, I, I had a little more background to, to use to uh, uh, understand these stories and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic book. I agree. I, uh, I, I just... Uh, there's so much information in there, and uh, back when I was learning to play drums as a kid, uh, uh, I took private lessons and did all the exercise and all that stuff, but to learn to play uh, with a band, to learn to play music, I played along with records, mm-hmm. and uh, back then, I, I gravitated to Paul uh, uh, Revere and the Raiders and, sure. and uh, uh, Carpenters and uh, Beatles and all kinds of <clears throat> beach boys. And, mm-hmm. and back then, I did not realize I was learning to play to the same drummer. But, uh, yes, in um, all of those instances. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I found, since I read this book, that I learned that I was learning from the same drummer uh, a good share of the time because it was Hal Blaine, uh, yes. Harold Belsky, and, and I, was, I, I was learning 
from him because he played on so many of the songs that I used to learn to play drums to. And um, uh, it, it's fascinating to me how uh, for so many years and, and so many hits and songs that they did keep the secret that, you know, what we were hearing on the radio, there's the same uh, finite, finite group of, of musicians. Yes. And, um, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Really yeah. made the hits. And, and it was had, amazing. Yeah, they they just they played so well together. They they knew what each other were going to do. They were creative and uh, uh, they were hit builders. And yes, just fascinating to me that uh, you know they they played for so many hits. Uh, did you find yourself listening to the songs differently after you read this? Did you did you listen really closely trying to pick out a um, I don't know, Carol Kay, uh, uh, bass guitar lick, or maybe a Hal Blaine drum sequence that was particularly creative. Did you find yourself doing that, or did it impact you that way? Definitely, and I would recommend to those who uh, read this book, if if you have access to uh, you know some kind of music service, uh, Apple Music or Unlimited, Amazon Unlimited Music or something, uh, be ready because... I, I stopped so many times while I was reading this book and played the song that they were talking about. I did, too. I did, too. It took me a long time to get through it because of that, for that very reason. And I listened we, for those inst- those people. Nolan? Yeah. We have Connie, who is next. Okay. So, and then we have, after her, we have uh, someone in the 614. So that's Probably, your next Probably, surely, maybe. Oh, that's close to home here. Yeah. But, Connie, if you want to unmute, you're good to go. Hey, if Connie is not ready, how about the person in the sixth um, four? There oh, go ahead. There, there you go. There you go. Go ahead. Um, I, I'm reading the book now, and I, I too stopped and and played the some of the songs, and I, I had she. I the interesting thing is that before <clears throat> you recommended the the Wrecking Crew, I was looking in Bard to see if any new books came out. And I found one by my childhood favorite um, group. It's um, a group, or it's a book about the carpenters. Right. And the book is called um, The Carpenter, let's see, Carpenters, The Musical Legacy. And it's by Lennox Mike um, um, Sedonis May and... Um, uh, Chris Carpenter Richard. Um, and the narrator is Mark um, Ashby, and it's DB one one zero seven one. And I I didn't give this to take away from the subject, but I I I thought it was interesting that they are also um they also used the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they did. Carpenters definitely did. So, thank you for that comment. I appreciate that. Uh, do we have the 614 listener still out there? Go ahead and unmute yourself in the 614. Yes, I'm here. There you go. Hey, Shirley. Yes, I, I just have a very quick question. Sure. Um, I've been looking for your podcast, and I'm using a, a device. I'm actually using a Braille Sense, and I can search for a podcast, you know, by name, and I'm finding about 
you know, a thousand things book called talk. book talk, and yeah. I just don't know what you're under. Is there a certain name or something I should be looking for to figure out that's, which one is yours? I mean, there's a great book question, talk. Shirley. We, we've talked about that, about rebranding it. Bill, can you give us an update on that? Yeah. Real quick? Um, you can type it in as book talk and Jenny. And that'll come up, but Jenny or Nolan. Book Talk and Jenny? No, nope, I just typed in Book Talk, Jenny Sparks, and it came, it was the first one. Wonderful. Yeah, that'll, Thank you. That'll I really, you. really very much appreciate it. No and problem. I appreciate you guys uh, doing this program, by the no way. No problem. Thanks for being so, here. Yeah. We Thanks a lot. It's, it's better yeah. because It's great here. to hear you back on, Nolan. Yeah, it's I'd listen to you, to you well. anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. You're very kind. Thank you. All right. Thank she you. She was telling Jonathan Moson that the other day so i don't know nolan you gotta watch these <laughs> gals from yeah, columbus that's a whole yeah. different game you, you and i don't even have time yeah <laughs> i have to tease her a little bit all well, right I'll say, i found this book interesting because i really didn't i should have but i didn't realize that there were actually musicians that went into the studio like that that weren't the band i mean i guess isn't I always, that amazing it is. I mean, and I don't see how they got the vocals and everything to sound like the unless they dubbed the original lead singer's voice in later. It, they actually had the band in the the room, but they wouldn't let many of them perform. They they used the wrecking crew to perform the actual music when they did the recording. Let's um let's look at who were some of the members of this. Of course, Hal Blaine. We've talked about the great drummer. There was a, there was Carol Kay, I believe her name is, who played bass and other other uh, string other guitar things. Glenn Campbell was part of this too, which um, really fascinates me. I'm listening to old Beach Boys records and trying to figure out whether I could pick out Glenn Campbell's falsetto, and of course I can't. So, uh, but uh, he was definitely part of that for a number of years. Um, oh gosh, there are others. Who, who does anyone remember some of the other names that were part of that group? Those are the big ones that Those I were the remember. big ones they focused on, isn't weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. There, there were others, but because they weren't almost everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and 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 they really made a huge difference um, in terms of the music itself. It was Hal Blaine who insisted that Richard Carpenter use a click track when he played piano because Carpenter would play the piano and rush himself, and he'd get faster and faster. And uh, Hal Blaine was the guy who stopped and said, no, no, this isn't going to work. You have to use a metronome or a click track. And, of course, even the parents of this this young brother and sister, as they were at the time, objected to that. Oh, no, you can't. They can't have that on the, the record. And Blaine had to patiently explain that, no, the click track isn't ever going to appear on the record. It's just for his purposes. And uh, they, they used it, and, and was they were obviously hugely successful. But if you listen to songs like Close to You, you can hear those drum sequences in there, and uh, you can you can see where where uh, Blaine's influence was is huge in all. Well, not just that song, but all of them. Um, well, and, and how many things, how many songs they talked about that were influenced by Phil Spector, and I thought it was interesting. Was that amazing or what? The story of um, Son, Sonny Bono and how he studied right. Phil Spector right. so that he could go and produce. What a story! Yeah, and and. Uh, the, the how things came to pass. So uh, Jim Webb, of course, wrote Wichita Lineman, but it was Carol Kay who gave us that famous lick at the very beginning that when you first hear the first few notes of that, you know what's coming. The doo 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 doo, and that was that was her contribution to the to the song. And and uh, 
you know, gosh, when you think about the creative, creative efforts of these people, um, how they changed it. Um, these were all Los Angeles based musicians and they were used from studio to studio, group to group. And sometimes the, the band members heavily objected. Uh, I think there were some grassroots guys who resisted the, uh, the presence of the wrecking crew on some of their recordings. Um, Oh, the birds. They talked about the guy from the birds that yes. he because he didn't want them doing the yes. recording. He says, well, we have to have hits, so when you're out on the road, somebody's got to be making the music. Yeah, there's just so much, so many contributions they make. And now they've kind of ruined music. This book has sort of ruined music listening for me because I'll play, <laughs> I'll hear a song that gets, got mentioned in there, and I'm leaning forward like, ooh, where, where can I hear Hal Blaine in this? What's, what's, what's he sounding like? What's he doing? Instead of just kind of embracing the entire uh, music, these guys literally influenced hundreds of songs. Um, as you so, pointed out, Jenny, they helped Phil Spector. Um, what I never figured out, though, is why did they call them the Wrecking Crew? I don't remember that answer either. I I don't know. I don't think it ever actually said why they were called them that. I didn't know. Correct. Seems like a strange name for them since they were making it sound better. Right. And I, you know, it just, as I said, each chapter talks about a specific song or incident in the careers of these guys. And one of my favorites was the chapter in which Hal Blaine is featured as the drummer in the Captain and Tennille's Love Will Keep Us Together. Um, it it wouldn't have been, I think, as big a hit without his skills as, as it turned out to be. In fact, uh, initially when they recorded it, they didn't think it was going to go anywhere. Um, he, he forgot he was even in the session until the song had just flung itself up the charts and Someone else had to remind him, hey, those that's you on the drums in there. <laughs> well, and I thought the story about the limbo rock was interesting. Like, yes. That was, that was fascinating. Too. Yes. That guy heard the bad song on the radio and says, so he takes a bet from his friend and says, I can write a better song than that in five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This was, uh, this is just a really well, well-written um Friendly book. It it just kept you engaged. Uh, I loved, of course, because Glenn Campbell is a personal favorite of mine. Growing up, my uh, lifelong friend J.R. Westmoreland and I were were we pretty well memorized every Glenn Campbell song he ever sang in the '60s and '70s, and I had most of the albums. Or between the two of us, we did. Um, and he's featured in this book. He he's he had an interesting evolution from background picker to being a Beach Boy, and then from there onto his own solo career. Um, which was in and of itself a great, great reading. What I'm grateful the author didn't do was get down in the morass of the drug use of these guys. Uh, if you just look at Campbell's life, he was a drug-saturated mess, and I have no doubt the others, some of them had issues with substance abuse as well. You don't see a whole lot of that in this book, and I'm glad of that, not because I would belittle, or I mean I would minimize that, um, but because... I just don't need to see it uh, in all all the books. Um, what's no, interesting? And go ahead. Concentrated on their on their creativity and that exactly, better. yeah. And I just found that really uplifting. What, what what fascinated me as I look back through the the list of the songs mentioned is that I had literally heard every one of the songs those guys had had played on at least once, and obviously more than that usually. Um, but it seems like after a while, somebody would have 
fought to give them credit on the albums. Yes, yes. And I think every one of us will find a personal favorite in there that, that we'll look back on and they talk about that song. And we're like, oh, yeah, I've loved that song all my life. And it's so fun to see how, how those come to pass. Let me get rid of that. Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, you know, um, I remember why or how they got the name. They, they said that Hal Blaine came up with the name The Wrecking Crew. And what it was is uh, here were all of a sudden these uh, rock musicians, studio musicians coming in in their jeans and their T-shirts and playing on these uh, in the studio on these recordings, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, old mus- uh, were the old class musicians, the the previous musicians from mm-hmm. the 40s and 50s, they were they come in dressed in suits and ties, and ah, and uh, that's right. uh, the Hal Blaine and, and the Wrecking Crew would come in, and they were wrecking the careers of the uh, old world <laughs> studio musicians. Yeah. Um, the previous That's generation great. of Thank you for studio that. musicians. And so he called them the wrecking crew because they were wrecking the careers of those dodgy those guys. Uh, suit and tie uh, pre- previous musicians. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it was a, thank you for your, your prompting of memory on that. That's helpful. Um, it, I just really enjoyed the book. It, it, um, I knew I would like it when I downloaded it years and years ago. And Gil did a review in the, in the spirit of full disclosure. Gil did a review on DB Review, which is a mailing list that I operate. Um, and his review was really arresting, and it captured my my memory. And I, I just knew the minute I saw his review that I had to I had to read the thing. And so he he frankly is the one who inspired me to download it. And I'm grateful for his contribution. It, it certainly uplifted my life when I read this book. It was a great read. Any other thoughts from anyone about uh, what their experience was with the book? I just know it really changed how I listened to the music because <laughs> I find myself, ooh, ooh, is that, is that, you know, is that a, a particular guitar lick? Is that a particular drum lick that I need to... You know, it just kind of really makes you uh, listen harder than than, it, than you ever did. So it's been fun for that. That that book prompted uh, uh, a show that Steve Nomer did on The Legend. Mm. Uh, he did a whole show of uh, Hal Blaine songs. Oh, very cool. All the number one hits that, that wow. uh, Hal played on. Uh, Gosh, uh, I wish that's Steve Nomer and I were very good friends from childhood. And, okay. Uh, Okay. We always talk about Hal Blaine and and uh, uh, you know the Wrecking Crew and so forth and and uh, <laughs> he, he knew how much I liked Hal Blaine and he did too as far as that goes because he played drums some sure. and uh, so did, he got the idea to do this Hal Blaine show. And w- without whole, being overly personal, did you tell me once that you had some sort of interaction with Hal Blaine and? Um, or a third party, I, I did. I, I found okay. a, 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 a person on Facebook that knew Hal Blaine okay. personally. Okay. And I always, I have a drumstick collection, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to get a pair of drumsticks from Hal Blaine. Okay. And uh, so I contacted this person on Facebook and said, uh, you know, could you act as a go-between and see if Hal would send me a pair of old, old drumsticks that he used. He, he he wrote back to me. He emailed me and said, you know, Hal had retired years ago. Of course. And he doubted if Hal had any. 
And uh, but he said he'd contact him, and he did. Okay. And, and weeks later, I got this big tube in the mail, and inside that tube was a pair of drumsticks that he he got called out of Hal Blaine got called out of retirement to play with a song by Glenn Campbell that he did uh, ab- about his uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, oh, of course, I, the ghost on the canvas. Uh, well, no, I thought it was, I won't remember you or I won't remember Oh, you're you. right. You're right. I apologize. That was the name of the album, I think. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, yeah. But, but Hal Blaine came out of retirement to, to record that song with Glenn Campbell. Oh, no idea. He sent, Hal Blaine sent me the pair of drumsticks he used on that recording. Wow. He sent, sent me a, an email thread that, you know, is kind of providence, I guess, that uh, uh, and he sent me a lyric sheet from, from that song and, and uh, a signed photograph and, you know, a bunch of stuff with that pair of drumsticks. But Wow, what a story. I, uh, I, I didn't dec- disclose it for a long time because that friend said, don't tell anybody that, you, that Hal sent those to you because then everybody would be contacting exactly. Hal. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, but he's gone now, so right. uh, I feel I can disclose it now. Sure. What a treasure that has to be. Do you ever, like, go look at them and just sort of touch them? You probably aren't ever going to use them, right? I mean, it's a little, oh, a little no. valuable. Yeah. Right. No, I've, I've got a, a shadow box thing that mm-hmm. uh, I put the pictures in. and, and Oh, uh, nice. Put the sticks in and so forth. Very yeah. cool. What uh, a treasure. It's almost like a little uh, tribute to, to Hal. Sure. Oh, that's outstanding. That's always fun when you get that kind no of one? personal look. Yeah. You have a 724. Right. Let's take that uh, 724 caller. That is, that's me, Nolan. Uh, Jerry here in Indiana, PA. Of course, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Hal Blaine was one of the greatest. But you know what you find yourself doing? We need to book. You find yourself going to YouTube and pulling up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pull up two and a half hours of Beach Boys material. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Where is Glenn Campbell? Where is Glenn on that? I'm listening for that falsetto. I've got to be able to hear that. I can pick him out anywhere. Well, maybe not. Uh, yeah. You know, this is a record devoting a whole hour so far to one book. Well, you know it, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know why I think it is? Because we can all identify with it. It's the times yes. of our lives. Yes, the time exactly. I can remember, I can remember my, my first date at Overbrook School for the Blind when I wasn't allowed to date, actually. We had to do it. Uh, we had to sneak it. Right. And uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, my girl would sing, don't worry, baby. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. You're out there <laughs> <laughs> with those Beach Boys. Glenn Campbell was definitely in that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Well, that's uh, great. For this week. That's great. Thank you. And you're right, you do find yourself going back to Apple Music or YouTube or wherever and just really trying to listen to those songs all over again. And uh, Any other listener input? All right. Uh, we have apparently uh, beat this thing into a uh, prostrate uh, condition or something. I don't know what it is. That was great fun. Great. Nolan? Go ahead, please. Natalie again. Yes. Um, I know uh, you were talking about how some books like to talk about the uh, reform of drug use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I kind of get loose interest in a. I'll be go quick with that. I kind of lose interest yes. in in a book like that right yes. away. And um, and I read a uh, not fortunate son, but another one about the group called uh, A Song for Everyone. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. lost a little interest in that when uh, Fogarty started. Uh, didn't want the band to rap to. Uh, include their own songs he was going to write the mm-hmm. songs and everything mm-hmm. went, kind of went to uh, that's yeah. kind of my input about losing inter- how I yes. lose interest in a I agree with you it, it gets a little when they bog down like that it's hard to stay connected and really in, in excited about it um, I read Fortunate Son that's a different book about uh, John Fogarty I like that one better that was a good book I like yeah, that one I love that. yeah I, I like that I one that. much better me too I have that in a library here a personal library that I've kept so yeah alright that's a great book thank you for your, your input anyone else alright we really have beat this one to death that's great uh, thanks for to all of you who participated in this we still have uh about 26 minutes or so, 25 minutes to do some other stuff. Do we want to talk about the next Buddy Read? We could. We, we should do that and get it all cemented in place, maybe. First of all, are there any listener suggestions? Anything you'd like to see us read and talk about here in a couple of weeks? You really did beat them in. We did. <laughs> we, we put them completely to sleep, and it's early for that. You don't want to... Go down this early, or you'll be up all night. I had to um, yeah. If we don't hear from any of them, Jennifer, do you have any suggestions? Well, I either I was thinking of either lessons in chemistry that we um, talked about last week on the uh, bestsellers list, mm-hmm. or uh, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. That was also from that list, and mm-hmm. they're both available on Bard. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Um. What about you, know, any, any preference out there among the uh, yeah. among the listening audience? If not, we will just arbitrarily pick something. That's not nearly as fun. What about you, Nolan? Do you have any suggestions? So I don't. I, well, I, I just just suggested the Wrecking Crew, so I thought it probably wasn't my turn. Um, and I'll come up with something for the the next go. Yeah. Um, either of these would work for me. I've read the the second author of uh, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. I've read her work before, and I've liked it. I enjoyed what she did, so I, I would think I could enjoy this. I don't know that. I've not actually looked at it, but um, um, I don't even know how long it is. Has anybody ever it's stopped? It's like 13 her? hours, I think. Okay, that's not bad. I could live with that. Um, I, I, I know that the older I get, the harder it is yeah. for me to get through a long book. And that worries me. I start thinking about, ooh, are we having cognitive issues right. here? What's going on? I've got just to have so many things to read. Right. Maybe that's it. And and the the, the idea that life is, is really short once you uh, pass a certain age. And you got to get in what you can. Could be. Um, I have a quick question for you before Don comes in. Okay. Why do people... And please, maybe you can convert me to the other side. Okay. But why do they want to speed up their books? I know because they can read more books. But do you think it makes the reading more pleasurable because of the comment you made earlier during the show? It does for me because it enables me to not to my mind not to wander so much. If I have to listen to something at normal speed, my mind will wander and I'll start thinking about what my wife's going to fix for the meal and 
and what I've got to do tomorrow at work, and pretty soon I've I've aced out of the book. I, I for reasons I can't explain, I have to speed them up. I otherwise my experience with them is, and I've heard people say to me, "Oh, you're not getting all the nuances and all of the." whatever, I don't know, Studio Echo or whatever I'm supposed to get from a, a normal book, a normally played book, and I, I can't help it. I can't, uh, I really struggle to listen to anything at normal speed if I can help it, frankly. That's just my life at this point. So podcasts, I crank up to 2.3x. My books, anywhere from 2.5 to, to 3x, uh, it just depends. Um <laughs> Now does and Ard that's just and me. Bard will let you do. Does Ard and Bard let you do that on yeah. those books? And yeah. Of course, books yeah, here. You can, those apps all allow you to crank them up as high as three x. Uh, Libby will go as high as I think three point five or, or higher x. So I can't understand them when they get to that that level. I, that zones me out. Well, my grandson does. He plays them at over three x, and he's he's great with it. He has dyslexia and so almost all of the books that he digests are audiobooks and he is the king of 3x i i listen to his books and just shake my head thinking you know if i were his age i probably could do it too but I, it just doesn't work anymore so i think it depends on the reader it can you're absolutely correct about that actually yeah you're right it's you're right if if you've got a machine gun reader um you're going to slow that person down a little bit. Or if you have a reader who is really good and is just so good that you want every aspect of that voice, you're going like to Bob Asky. Well, yeah, he would come to mind. And there are so many others. Um, oh, gosh, they're just someday we need to do a whole book talk about narrators. narrators I think yeah. that would be a glorious subject. Um, <laughs> and also, hey, Nolan, real, real fast, Nolan. Yes, go ahead. We, uh, we like to keep things up to date here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, remember when I had asked you to do the review of Libby and all. And uh, mm -hmm. I did finally get my library card. I got an e-card. So now I have to go to the library because an e-card only only lasts 60 days. So I have to go to the okay. library now and then you get a, a longer one. But I did, did get signed up for Libby. I'm and so, uh, so I did get I'm that. Thrilled. Congratulations, man. That's great news. I think you'll enjoy it. I Yes, you're going to have to put some time into it. Yes, there's a bit of a learning curve. But I think you're going to be up for it. And I don't know, man. I, I <laughs> and I was talking to a friend, and she said she had used it years ago, and it didn't seem that accessible. Oh, said, it was awful. I said, He's well, right. no. I said, well, Nolan says that it's a lot better now than it used to be, and she said, well, um, she said I would listen to Nolan about anything. So, <laughs> uh -oh. so those kind of friends, maybe we need have a great reputation. I've gotten me in trouble about no, but seriously, years ago. <laughs> I'm so thrilled for you that you were able to get that yeah. and. Please, if I can answer any questions about it from a voiceover perspective, don't hesitate to reach out because I'll okay. do my so best far, to so help good. any way I can. Yep, so, so far. I think we had somebody. Do we have a raised hand? We didn't have a raised hand, but somebody was saying something. I don't remember. I didn't catch who it was. So whoever you were, please speak. Um, yep. yep. Oh, okay, Don, go ahead. I'm thinking that um, I think one of the things when you're looking at speed Mm -hmm. is also the, 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 the nature of the writing, because sometimes when I'm reading, I will even, one of the things I sometimes struggle with with an audio book is that I want to be able to go back and actually look at phrases. There was a story I think we even spoke about, you and I spoke about, in the Ellery Queen, the January issue of Ellery Queen, and 
I'm very, very glad that I read it. And I don't, I think I, I don't know why I read it. I read it at normal speed, which, and I'm very glad I did because the, the, for two reasons. First of all, the time it took to read it allowed it to kind of germinate in my mind. It was the kind of writing that if I had read it faster, I would have comprehended it. Yep. But the impact would not have been there. But also the particular narrator used breath without maybe even being aware of it. But he used breath and pauses so effectively that it actually changed the reading experience. And I was very conscious of, like, wow, I sh I'm really glad that I read this particular thing at normal speed. And just to, to, to uh, weigh in on the decision, I really have been wanting to read the, the Garmus. I want to read both of them, um, but I really have been wanting to read the Garmus. So. Oh, okay, so you, you, you would pick... Uh, lessons in chemistry if you had a choice. I mean, I would do either, but that's one of them that's definitely on my list. Well, I'm fine with switching to lessons in chemistry. I, I don't have a real preference one way or another. So if if that's okay with you, then, then Jennifer, if you're okay with it, that's all right. Now, that was the first one that I looked at, and then I looked at the other one, and I thought, well... Okay. Hey, so either one I'm, would be I'm good. Let other people weigh in, because the sure. other author is, I think, a little more well-known. Right, she is. And, and so to Bill's point about why the heck does do normal good people speed up their books, Don, I think you've actually made his point better than, than I could. And his point was that if you listen to it at the normal speed, it's probably going to stay in your head longer. It's going to be with you longer. You're going to think about it better. And that I can't argue with. That's exactly correct. I just, I just wondering sometimes if I, yeah. I don't know if like if you were listening to it fast, if you would get some of the pauses in right. dialogue where where it makes a difference how they respond. You're right. I wonder if I got something wrong with my mind that I don't comprehend it at a big speed. I've nope. been told Listen. by many people. <laughs> that says you're normal. And it, yes. The fact that I speed them up probably speaks to a kind of some no, sort no, of no, no, it's nothing somewhere. Of, it it starts know, way back when you were younger, speed up their I think. Computers too. I'm just slow. <laughs> Actually, there are a lot of sighted people who are now speeding books. At least right. as they high as 1.5. Yeah, I, I mean, see that. Um, my daughter... I, Although she grew up in a in a house with uh, window eyes and jaws running at ridiculous speeds, so she became as warped as her father. Uh, my daughter, when she married her husband years ago, uh, just rode him all the time. You, Jared, you've got to speed this up. It's driving me crazy. I can't ride in the car with you if you're not going to speed this up. And so this poor man, who had never sped up a book in his life, uh, was under her uh, jurisdiction, if you will. <laughs> so yeah. He, <laughs> He had to speed it up just to, to so she didn't fling her seatbelt and leap out of the car in, in frustration. So uh, she tends to speed up books a lot. When I think of speeding up a book, I think of cramming for a test. I understand. I understand. I, no, I mean, it's, it's a acquired taste, I think. It's something you started many, 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 many years ago. A well, and part of it, I think, is because at first the old... Um, talking book machines didn't do very well if you sped it up very fast. Correct. You couldn't understand it. Where now they have the compression and everything so much better that you can not actually speed it up pretty Absolutely. fast because they'll understand it. And it doesn't sound like chipmunks. Right. When I was small, the Library for the Blind sent out an accessory with my talking book machine. 
the, if the record played at 16 RPM, I could put the record at 33 and then insert this device, uh, this accessory, and it would then take that 33 playing record and slow it back down into the 20s or, or whatever I needed to be able to speed it up. Now, the pitch didn't get better. It was always chipmunky. But uh, this speed control device is one I used as a kid all the time to uh, crank it up to double speed and then bring it back down using the slider switch on that little device. And it plugged into the side of those talking book machines. So um, I, I guess I started early, and I've just never grown out of it. But, but I think, Bill, you're right. Long term, it may be best to read these things at the normal speed if you want to retain them in your heart and your memory. Uh, it just... But well, it's very I, much I a personal I had a friend that she said she always sped them up because there were so many books she wanted to read that she could read more books if she did that. Well, that's my issue. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Well, it's a personal preference, and there's yeah, no right is. or wrong way, and it's a personal. I think we may have a hand up. Is that correct, Perry or... Pain? I don't see one. Oh, okay, good then. But it's a personal problem. Yeah, I had my hand up. Okay, Shirley sure again. Okay, go for broke. Let's hear from you. Well, I'm going to tell you that I've read both of these books that you're trying to choose from, and if I was going to uh, make a choice or recommend one or over the other, I yeah. would definitely go for Lessons in Chemistry. Really? They're, they're both kind of... Uh, they're both kind of unique books, but, oh, my gosh, that tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is really, really weird. Okay. I mean, unless, <laughs> you know, you're somebody that's into uh, video games and oh, all course, that kind right. of stuff, you're they right. spend so much right. time talking yeah. about these games they're inventing and you're right. this and that and the other thing. That's, that's just, it's just really out there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a strange book. Yeah, but okay. lessons in chemistry has its has its definitely own uniqueness, but it's kind of fun too. I mean, there okay. are some fun parts of it, and there are some some uh, some parts that you know are kind of sad too. But mm -hmm. but all in all, between the two books, um, I would definitely recommend lessons in chemistry. Well, thank you for that input. That's really helpful to us. It thank really you, is. Because, yeah, it's not an easy choice. We got two more hands. Boy, we're really hitting the button today. That's good. We've got Gil, I think. Gil, Ken. Go ahead, sir. Um, I I have a comment on speeding up the book. Yes, um, please. I um um I even sped them up back in the cassette days when it was all mm -hmm. chipmunky. But, yep. uh, uh But I found that when I switched to the Victor Reader stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I started at just one notch up and then yeah, to two notches up and now three notches, sometimes four. And, okay. Uh, it, it says I get used to it. But uh, mm -hmm. I, too, I have so many books I want to read. I can read so many books, so many more books if I speed them up. That's and what motivates I'd rather me. go back. I'd rather speed them up and listen to them. And then if there was one that, you know, I really want to retain, like mm -hmm. The Wrecking Crew, yeah. uh, I'd rather go back and read it again, yeah. sped up. I agree. <laughs> and, and then agree. twice through it, then I retain a lot. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that's it's, my comment on that. I appreciate and that. And uh, a comment on the choice of yes. uh, buddy books. Yes. It would help me uh, to, when it comes to the day we're going to decide to maybe uh, review the synopsis of it, maybe? Or okay, I can do that real quick right now, if you'd like, because it looks like we're going with lessons in chemistry, right? And, and that's fine with me. But... Let me... 
while you're pulling that up, Nolan, go Connie, ahead. if you want to unmute, you're, you can talk to us while he's getting ready to do that. Yeah, go ahead. Give her a second. Um, I used to I used to listen to things fast, and my husband would say, "Why do you Why do you listen to it that fast? That's rude." <laughs> so he made me he come on, slow down, or put headphones in. <laughs> so you know, that's funny about that, Connie. There's some couples who will not let the other spouse listen to a book at the same time they are, so they have to go to headsets where. Here it's just anything that goes. You got it on, it's fair game. There's no, you know, we're just used yeah. to noises. Yeah. That's true. Well, he didn't. He didn't like it if I if he was if I was in the um, living room watching a book, reading a book, and he was watching TV. He's like, "Why don't you turn that book off? Because if I want to talk to you, I have to <laughs> compete for your attention." He's like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> he wouldn't have survived in our house. We'll have a baseball yeah. game on, and Bill will be listening to a podcast. And yeah, it would be I hard. Might be playing yeah. dice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I found the the summary for this book that that uh, Gil was asking about. According, this is a Goodreads publisher summary, so I think it's okay to share this. We're not going to get in any kind of copyright trouble. Not today. Tomorrow. Chemist Elizabeth Zott is not your average woman. In fact, Elizabeth Zott would be the first to point out that there is no such thing as an average woman. But it's the early 1960s, and her all-male team at uh, Hastings Research Institute takes a very unscientific view of equality, except for one, Calvin Evans, the only brilliant, the lonely brilliant Nobel Prize uh, narrate nominee, uh, sorry, the only brilliant Nobel Prize nominated grudge holder who falls in love with, of all things, her, her mind. So he falls in love with her mind. Um, true chemistry results. So this uh, looks like, but like science, life is unpredictable. This is why a few years later, Elizabeth Zott finds herself not only a single mother, but the reluctant star of, uh, the braille display won't move, but the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Supper at Six. Elizabeth's unusual approach to cooking combines one tablespoon aesthetic I'm sorry <laughs> combines one tablespoon uh, acetic acid with a pinch of sodium um, chloride proves revolutionary so in other words she's using chemical names for things we would call salt and I don't even know what acetic acid is I guess I have to read it but as her following grows not everyone is happy because as it turns out Elizabeth Zott isn't just teaching women to cook. She's daring them to change the status quo. Um, let's see. So that's the summary. That's the publisher summary. So it's uh, labeled as laugh out loud funny, shrewdly observant, and um, I guess that's probably enough. Um, gives you at least some idea of what it's about. Thanks, Nolan. I, I, that sounds really good. Yeah, it might. It, it will. It will be well. We will discuss that in two weeks. So that's on April twenty-five. If you can be back for that, we would love it. That would be fun, and uh, we can talk about it during the weeks on the 
book talk list as well if you remember that list. So, um. And we're going to try to make it as easy as possible for you to get on that list. So if you run into problems, contact Jenny at, well, how they can they contact you, Jenny? Um, jsparks752 at gmail.com. Okay, right. jspark752 at Gmail. And and Nolan I'm at, available at Nolan, N-O-L-A-N, period, crab, C-R-A-B-B, at gmail.com. And you can reach those reading gurus, and they'll we'll work uh, whatever. We'll help you any way we can. Whatever it takes. I'm working. I thought of the general today. The legend has been down for three Three days. Well, that's okay, but, oh. but at least I've got a system in place, Nolan, where it's running on a backup from the cloud. Yes, so, thank goodness. Remember those days? Oh, do you remember the days? Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> remember the days oh. when we had nothing? I ran that thing from a laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Early so, on. Oh, yes. I mean, wow. it's, it's like anything yes. else. Machines go bad. Yeah, you they know? will fail. I mean, yeah. they will. It's, it's like the rest of us. They... Yeah. Well, fail, well, it runs 24 hours a day. You I mean, know, it runs yeah. all the time, and it precedes almost your whole time there at the Legend Ellen. So we've been lucky. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been lucky. And if there's anything that we can do to make this podcast or broadcast better, maybe you don't want it broadcast. Maybe you'd prefer, but hopefully you do. And, you know, we're glad to do it. It's so that you've got a platform to talk live. Yeah, do you important. want a phone number? You can call in. Just let us know how we can make it easier for you to share the book knowledge you all have. Well, having these listeners out here is inspiring to me because these are people whom I've come to know over the years and, and love and respect. And so their input, their their opinions are huge for me. And so they it's it's a, a great podcast. It really is. Grateful so, to be part of it. We just got to be, you know, and we're working on that rebranding. And see, Jonathan did that the other day, and it went pretty successful. So Very cool. Yeah. Hey, do we have time for a super quick truncated review? Yes. I'll keep it to two minutes, less than two minutes, I promise. I'm watching the clock. Okay, good. So super quickly, I want to talk about a brand new book that's out today by Brandon Sanderson called The Frugal Wizard's Survival Guide to Medieval England. Um, I loved it. it, it I, my kids bought it for me as a Christmas present. Uh, I, I'll re explain that later. It's self-published, but it's finally out into the real world today. It's available from Audible, from possibly your public library, not available on NLS. Super quickly, it's the story of a young man who comes to himself, who awakens out of a, unconsciousness, and he can't remember who he is. He doesn't know where he is. He just knows that something has exploded around him and burned a book that uh, he had with him. What happened is he has traveled into a new dimension in which he must learn to survive in medieval England uh, in modern times. So the dimension is, is in our current century, but it's not. It's, uh, well, it's in a century ahead of us. But it didn't, it's not real time travel. This is a fun-filled story about a young man who thinks he's a coward who thinks he's useless, who thinks he has no value to the world, certainly not to himself. And as a result of the uh, events that happen in this book, um, he becomes a bit of a hero, and he, he learns that 
he really never was quite as useless and cowardly as he had led himself to believe all those years. It's a it's well written. It's highly readable. It's it's not a lot of fantasy with hard to pronounce names. If that turns you off, again, it's the survival, the frugal wizard's survival guide to medieval England, and it's worth your time. It really is. That's it. We're done.